It's nine o'clock on Monday, the twenty-first of May. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa is now in session. This is K six OZY Net Control. My name is Chris. Before I proceed, is there any emergency or priority traffic for the net?
what we're using for text and data operations, the advantages and disadvantages of a few of the technologies for public service, and our personal experiences with them. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa is a directed net. Direct all calls to net control. Please do not pass your traffic until authorized by net control. Tonight, I'm going to start taking check-ins in three different groups. Group one will be those who have had experience with text or data communications with amateur radio in, in public service. If you use any kind of data communications from APRS to Winmore over amateur radio in a public service venue, check-in at that time. Group two will be those who have used text or data communications over amateur radio, but not necessarily in a public service event. And group three will be those who have not had any experience with text or data communications over amateur radio at all. So let's start with stations who have had experience with text or data communications over amateur radio in a public service. If you have, please check in now, three at a time with your call sign only in phonetics. KC7, TYF, Kilo Charlie 7, Tango Yankee Fox, front. Tango Yankee Foxtrot and KE7 KUS. Are there anybody else who would like to check in who have used text or data communications in a public service event? Please call now with your call sign. Net control. Next, we'll move on to stations who have used text or data communications but not in a public service venue. If you have experience with digital communications but not in a public service venue, please come now, three at a time, with your call sign only. Phonetics, please. Foxtrot 7, Mike, Mike, X-Ray. November 7, Echo, Lima, Lima. Okay, stop there. I have KE7VIN, KF7MMX, and N7ELL. Next three, please. Sierra Romeo Papa. 
Foxtrot 7, November, Lima X-Ray.
just about all of them. <laughs> and there's a plethora of them, but uh, Morse code in two, I guess. N7ELL. Okay, okay. Well, hopefully we'll get you to pipe in here when we start having the discussions here. Thanks a lot, James. Moving on, uh, KF7CCC.
7, Tango Echo Juliet. Go ahead, Rick. One item that is probably better served in uh, with digital communications uh, would be a list of items where spelling and, uh, and or pronunciation is uh, is key. Um, a prime example would be uh, during a medical emergency at a hospital, lists of medications needed and uh, things of that nature uh, that are difficult to spell and difficult to pronounce by the lay, uh, lay people there. Or sending a digital message, uh, the message will get through clear and be understood by those who need it. K7TEJ. when the digital communications just has the accuracy that the phone does not, and uh, getting the exact message through is very important. Anybody else uh, have any comments on what types of activities or events would be best served by digital communications during a public service event? KC7TYF. Go ahead, Ryan, with your traffic. Uh, yes, sir, we found that uh APRS in particular works very well for tracking positions of lead vehicles and particular uh, points of interest or uh, vehicles or runners or participants of interest on public service events, KC7TYF. Yes, that's very good. Uh, sometimes it's good to have uh, a global overview of where the entire group of volunteers are, and that control can do that if everybody had APRS uh, dis distributed. The uh, ARA, uh, Arizona Repeater Association, does have that as a project, and uh, I know that some of the guys over at the 4x4 Ham Club are actively working on getting those back on the air so that we can continue to use them in future service events, and uh, their help with that is much appreciated. Okay, uh, anybody else that knows uh, anything that could be... Uh, improved with by digital communications versus phone in a public service related event. Please come now. K7, KUS. Go ahead, Kurt. Yeah, Chris, my experience with it, uh, particularly with a two-meter packet, uh, two years ago we uh, supported the Ragnar event uh, in February. And a bunch of us were stationed out on the west side of the White Tanks, uh, you know, from between Wickenburg and down to Tonopah. And uh, we actually used the uh, two-meter packet machine on top of the White Tanks uh, for a uh, half an impromptu chat room uh, so that we were able to log in. Uh, and then we basically had a chat room there where all the stations that were plugged in could trade message traffic back and forth uh, without clobbering up the uh, main link repeaters that were being used uh, for event support. So it gave us a very low bandwidth, uh, very efficient way to uh, relay information uh, up and down between the several of us uh, without clogging up the voice repeaters. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we looked at using a packet to relay runner reports uh, back to net control uh, because you could relay those digitally uh, using much less bandwidth and taking much less time. Uh, KE7, KUS. All right, Kurt, those are very good points. Um, during the Ragnar race and many of these uh, public service events, our responsibility as public service volunteers is to keep track of every runner and uh, relay the runner's location back to net control. Uh, in large events such as Ragnar that Kurt is referring to, this can be a very tedious process, prone to mistakes. And uh, being able to use digital communications to push this data back to net control not only removes the uh, air-prone activity, but also frees up communications for other traffic. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time this year at Ragnar relaying that traffic, um, so hopefully in the future events we'll be able to optimize that and use some kind of digital communications to push it uh, back to net control efficiently. Okay, Any, anything else that uh, somebody can think of that would be beneficial for public service events? Please come down. Well, this isn't too much for 
are public service events, but in public service, sometimes you need to get a file from one location to another. And uh, if you have a digital mode, you can do that, and well, often you can do that if you've got the right digital mode. If you don't, sometimes you're out of luck. KF7CCC. That's a very good point. Um, being able to send actual binary data between point A and point B can be very beneficial if you need to get a specific spreadsheet or something like that over to another uh, checkpoint. Uh, without digital modes, uh, you would pretty much be out of luck. You'd have to, uh, you'd have to hoof it over there, drive it over there, or just deal without it. So definitely a very useful, uh, useful tool. Um, let me identify K6OZY net control for the Anmar net, and uh, we'll move on to the next question here. What are some of the reasons why digital communications has advantage over phone? Um, we've talked about a little bit of that, but there are some other specific things that are specific to data communications, not necessarily what is being sent, but more along the lines of how it's sent uh, that can be beneficial uh, over phone communications. Please come now. Transmission 
to fill in what's wrong and uh, and make the necessary corrections. So with an error detection, if you get a, an error message, you would have to request a, a retransmit of the data. Error correction uh, would uh, fill in the missing pieces of data with redundant bits that are sent along in the uh, in the transmission. K7TJ. All right, very good. Yes, and uh, often the uh, trade-off for detection versus detection and correction is that uh, it, a correction protocol would end up using a little more bandwidth as it transmits the uh, extra redundant data. So you kind of have to pick and choose uh, which one is better. If you have a great signal, uh, normally detection is sufficient. But if uh, you're on unstable connections, uh, having the additional correction data along uh, would likely be a faster scenario. So let's talk about some of the disadvantages of digital modes. It's not, you know, all-encompassing and replaces phone in all regards. There are some u unique uh, disadvantages that would make it an, uh, a bad situation to use. So what can you guys think of that would be a, a disadvantage of a digital mode versus phone? N70LL. Go ahead, James. Well, in every case, uh, other than Morse code, you got to have another piece of equipment, either a computer or some uh, some device, not necessarily a computer, that will decode it for you, the 770 LL. Yes, that's a very good point. If you're out in the middle of nowhere and you need to get some help, Sometimes busting out the laptop isn't the best way of doing it. So, uh, good point. Uh, anybody else have any uh, disadvantages they can think of? KE7KUS. Go ahead, Kurt. Yeah, Chris, this is just personal opinion, but I think sometimes there's so many options available out there and there's a general lack of standardization that uh, uh, just settling on something that's suitable and uh, that works uh, uh, based on your organization's needs or the event needs uh, can be a little bit difficult. KE7KUS. Yep, absolutely. Having to uh, pick a standard that everybody agrees on and is... Um Proficient is one of the biggest challenges, I think, in public service events. Trying to uh, get everybody to agree is not so simple. Um, anybody else? K7TJ. Go ahead, Rick. comment N7 ELL, uh, you know, he probably mentions that, you know, you need more equipment uh, on there. He mentions a computer or uh, typically a TNC, sometimes both. Uh, that also increases your power requirements. Uh, you know, computers don't run on air, so uh, you, you'll need to have additional uh, source of power. And like anything else, the more pieces of hardware you introduce into the chain, uh, the easier it is to have a failure that can take the whole uh, system down with you. K7TEJ. Harvey, that's some good points. Uh, another few points that I'd like to mention is that um, digital communications usually has a, you know, a, what we would call a digital cliff, where when you reach the edge of the receivability of the uh, transmission, it's an abrupt stop. As opposed to in voice and phone, you can still kind of hear them in the static, and sometimes the communication will still go through. Uh, not so much on the digital side. Anybody else has uh, any disadvantages they can think of? Please come now. WB7ULW. Go ahead, Glenn. You're going to have a, uh, a broad spectrum of uh, users that uh, may or may not have uh, experience with uh, the particular mode. Yep, that's true. It's uh, not necessarily simple to configure. 
and not everyone uh, has the needed modes, and some of them are proprietary even at that. Good point. Uh, this is Net Control, K6OZY. So, um, stations with experience using text or data communications in public service, we'd like to hear from you right now. Uh, what sort of experiences have you actually used your text or data communications in? I know that uh, Kurt went over uh, Ragnar, so Kurt, um, you don't necessarily have to come in because you uh, you gave us a very good description. So I guess we'll just ask uh, Brian. Brian, can you uh, give us any details, like um, such as like what modes did you use? Uh, was it easy to run? Um, did you use it regularly, or was it for one event or only? And uh, just uh, give us some details here. We'd like to know. Sure, this is Brian, KC7TYF. Uh, for years we've been using APRS on uh, some of the major bike rides. I can remember as far back as, I want to say 2000, 2001-ish, uh, using it on the former MS-150, uh, using the ARA's portable tracker, and then uh, a number of hams that have installed their own setup. We installed, uh, besides the portable trackers in various race vehicles um, and race uh, support vehicles, we also put it in uh, medical vehicles to find out where the closest uh, potential medical aid would be along the way, law enforcement, that sort of thing. Uh, but if you don't mind, there's one other use that I did last year that I'm particularly proud of. We installed a VX-8 uh, little Yesu handheld and uh, coupled it to a troop commander's antenna on a Blackhawk helicopter and used it to track the medical evacuation helicopter for the Baton Death March last year that was used to uh, evacuate people off that 26-mile course through White Sands Missile Range. Okay, that's great information. Um, can you uh, tell us anything that you think uh, was difficult or if anything went wrong that uh, was a turnoff as far as using digital communications? Uh, just simply the complexity of the setup in uh, all the situations we had to install essentially ad hoc networks to uh, but we didn't want to overburden the existing APRS network in the area, so most of the times we would uh, set up the nets on a alternate frequency. And uh, secondly, they required having a digi or a gate or uh, some of the more fixed, less in user equipment uh, on standby at the events someplace. Uh, usually, like the same type of configuration that you would install, have a repeater set up, we'd have to have a, a digi feeder set up uh, or the like, KC7TYF. Okay, yeah, very good. Um, another point to make is normally when you implement data digital into an event, that also requires more crew to facilitate and be the technician back end to support it. It, it can be uh, temperamental, and the people that uh, are needed to run that uh, are um, dedicated to that. You typically, most of the time, uh, there's enough stuff to keep them busy where they, that is their permanent assignment uh, for the event. Okay, so uh, this is Net Control, K6OZY, to keep it legal. Uh, we've got quite a bit of modes that we can talk about, and I'd like to talk about a few of them, but I don't want this to be a my mode is better than your mode type of discussion. Uh, I'd like the, all the participants here to kind of get a feel of what's available and uh, what you can do with certain different modes. Um, I'll name a few. Uh, there's so many that we could easily fill greater than an hour, so if I skip one, it isn't because we don't necessarily think it's of any use, but, well, we're just trying to highlight a few of the, the, the more popular ones and maybe some of the ones that are more uh, appropriate for public service communications. So uh, I'm going to go through some modes, and uh, anybody please come in with advantages and disadvantages or anything else unique or uh, interesting that may be specific to this particular mode. And uh, let me start out with probably the most common one that uh, most people are hearing about, and that's APRS. Uh, in a sort of review, uh, can I get someone to summarize what APRS is and uh, what exactly it's used for and, and why it uh, seems to be so popular these days? Please come now. K7TEJ. Go ahead, Rick. Keep 
Link APRS stands for Automatic Position Reporting System. Uh, if you say that to Bob Berninga, WB4APR, who developed the system, he's going to get really mad at you. Uh, it's really Automatic Packet Reporting System. Uh, the system was developed long before GPS uh, capability was introduced into it. Uh, and he intended it essentially to be a uh, means of, uh, of short-range digital uh, communications and passing traffic uh, pretty much for the, some of the, for the uh, purpose that we're, that we're talking about now. Uh, the capabilities it has, uh, obviously, it does have the position reporting capability, uh, but you can transmit uh, directed messages to individuals. Uh, you can create groups. One of the things somebody once talked to me about was saying, you know, well, uh, you set it up at an event, and, you know, you're getting blasted with packets from everybody else driving anywhere nearby. Uh, you can actually limit the, uh, you know, the, the responses to your uh, to your net uh to just the calls that you want to hear. Um, you can also, as it was mentioned, move it to a different frequency. Uh, but it, you know, it, it gives a lot of capability as far as getting digital messages across uh, and uh, to selective, uh, selective recipients or to, uh, to group recipients. Uh, but it is not solely position reporting, although that has uh, become a big feature and probably one of the more used features of it uh, in, uh, in general use, K7TEJ. Okay, those are some fine points. Um, can anybody tell me what protocol um, APRS is really based around? It's uh, kind of, uh, you know, the forefather in a way uh, of, of APRS. Please come down.
advanced upon uh, well, you know, all these other modes, uh, whether you pick clover or any of the flavors of Pactor or Amptor or these other techniques, they all introduce uh, air correction and, and air detection techniques uh, so that you don't have as many mistakes. <laughs> Whereas RIDI is, is really a one-way communication with no air correction whatsoever. And, um, and it's also a limited character set because you only have five bits to work with. Uh, so you don't have upper and lower case. Um, whereas in some of the other modes, uh, you have more bits to work with so you can store more symbols and you can then add more bits for air correction and so forth. But, um, and what I found unique is that AmpTor has sort of been replaced by some of these other modes and people still go back and use RIDI but they don't go back and use AmpTor so much because other things like PSK31 and so forth came along <laughs> the Sun 7 ELL Okay, okay yep uh, this is K6OZY net control yes RIDI is probably the most common digital mode still on HF important things to note is that it's keyboard to keyboard uh, it's very it's interactive, so you can type back and forth just like you're having a chat. And um, it derived from mechanical teletypes, so it's uh, it has been around a long time already. So other modes that people have heard about, um, uh, let's talk about Echolink or IRLP. Uh, you can choose either one. Tell us uh, some advantages and, and uh, what is this mode all about. And everybody uh, hears that all the time. Please come now. Go ahead, Rick. Echolink and IRLP are both uh, VOIP-dependent uh, modes, that's voice over internet protocols. Uh, essentially, uh, part of the transmission at some point travels via the internet uh, from one uh, from originator to recipient. Uh, so basically the RF portion of it is, um, in the case of IRLP, starts at the front end, ends at the back end, and goes most of the way via, in, uh, via Internet. Echolink can be keyboard to keyboard, uh, keyboard to RF, RF to keyboard, either any of those uh, combinations there. The weak link in, uh, in, in this is obviously Internet. Uh, if you don't have it... Uh, if the internet connection uh, it goes down or the internet goes down during a disaster or anything, uh, the modes are not going to, uh, to serve you well. Uh, but uh, on, the, on the upside, you can get uh, long distance, reliable long distance communications as long as you can hit the local repeater uh, on them. I've uh, used the IRLP to speak to people in Australia and, uh, and, and uh, Asia and a couple other places around the world. Uh, you know, just by hitting the, the repeater two miles from my house. So uh, that is one advantage if you need to get traffic out a good ways to a lot of people. Uh, if if not, though, uh, you know, the main disadvantage is you are dependent on the, on the Internet. K7TEJ. Uh, yep, very good, Rick. Uh, important thing to note is that Echolink and IRLP do not require any additional hardware or computers. Anybody that has a, um, a radio that has a DTMF pad can use uh, these two protocols. Uh, there are tons of Echolink and IRLP nodes here in the valley. Uh, you can check it at azrepeaters.net for a list. And it's a lot of fun. You can link up uh, repeaters across the United States and across the, the planet. Uh, I use it to talk to Kurt when I'm back in San Jose, and it works, it works really well. Um, some people don't think it's ham radio because it involves the Internet, and that's a topic for another discussion. Okay, uh, let's think of some other modes here. Um, probably the most popular one now these days is PSK31. So uh, anybody with PSK31 experience, uh, try to come give us a description of what it is and uh, its uh, unique characteristics versus uh, some other modes that may it may be replacing. Go ahead, Kurt. Yeah, PSK-31, 
uh, it can constantly transmit your GPS location while you are talking. So there doesn't have to be any other back channel or any kind of back infrastructure to determine, uh, to the, transmit your location like it would be needed in APRS. Every time you key up, your call sign is transmitted so you don't have to identify and uh, your location is transmitted at the same time. Uh, in a public service environment, I think this would have a lot of benefits, but there's a lot of opinions either way. Um, and uh, obviously, that's what this is all about. So um, let's move on here. Uh, this is K6OZY Net Control. So, let's talk about uh, anything I may have missed. Uh, my list is def definitely not exhaustive by any means. So is there any other modes that anybody on here wants to talk about that I may have missed? Uh, any stations, if any comments, uh, please come now. Okay, come on, Andrew. One mode which is uh, fairly easy to use on Windows computers is Winmore which is uh, a mode that let, it basically looks like an email client. So you can create a message, attach files to it, and then send it using Winmore. Uh, and then someone on the other end, either on an email client or on a Winmore client, can receive it. The problem with Winmore is that it was written in .NET, so uh, although it works for Windows, there aren't any really good Mac or Linux implementations that I know of yet. Uh, other than that, it seems like some public service uh, organizations are, are using it more just because it's easy to, to learn. Uh, it looks like an email client, behaves like an email client, and as long as you don't attach a really huge file, uh, you don't even really have to know that it's anything other than an email client. KF7CCC. Uh, very good, yes. Uh, I did live out, leave out Winmore. Uh, good point. Uh, a very similar... Uh, mode that I've been using recently is a mode called EasyPal. It is a derivative of, of uh, HF uh, DRM uh, that happens to also work very well uh, on VHF and UHF frequencies. It's uh, Please go Google EasyPal. Take a look at it. It's completely free. It's effectively digital slow scan TV with the ability to transmit binary files. Very easy to configure. Requires just a simple install and the same equipment that you use to do all your other digital modes. There's been some uh, of the group here locally. We've tried sending data back and forth, trying to find a way to utilize it in a, a public service event. And one of the biggest advantages I feel that the mode has, besides uh, a tremendous amount of error correction and uh, uh, also the ability to um, uh, correct and send retries and missing packets, is that it can actually be transmitted over a voice repeater. Now, if you were listening to it with a headset on, uh, it would probably be slightly painful, so it'd be best to use a, a dedicated repeater or something else. But you can transmit full binary files through a repeater. Uh, we tested this uh, on a white tanks repeater and was able to send an, an Excel spreadsheet that had a mock-up of all the Ragnar participant event uh, teams, and it successfully came across the repeater to everybody who was listening in less than 20 seconds uh, with over 115 teams. It's pretty cool. Easy pal. Go Google it. This is K6OZY Net Control. Okay, so tonight we've talked quite a bit about digital communications, but even without a digital communications link, hams should be able to send and receive text. What way can we do this um, using phones? formats than the ICS message formats that are, are standard and, and well-known, uh, plus one of the more basic and least uh, uh, recognized one is phonetic alphabet, uh, standardized um, phonetic alphabets for uh, various words uh, really will help make the message clear and is a form of 
I don't know. Would you consider that an air correction? Yeah, or maybe some forward air correction, so to speak. And uh, to list uh, numerical um, elements and stuff, well, other traffic with preceding uh, uh, preceding characters to let people know that uh, a certain amount of elements are about to follow. There's a lot of people here in the amateur radio emergency data networks in the Phoenix area that are quite active. Uh, I did invite them to comment, but they didn't check in tonight. So, uh, let's continue. In summary, back in the good old days, digital communications over the radio meant a base station, a soldering iron, and a parallel port. There wasn't much air correction, and using it in the field was pretty much out of the question. Maybe those days weren't quite as good. Uh, now we have a number of different ways to send text and data meant to address different situations at different times. Our hardware interface seems to be standardizing with the computer sound card, but connections, setting levels, and configuring the software still takes a bit of technical expertise, which might be a bit beyond a tired operator working at a disaster shelter. Remember that all digital modes are fallible as well. It's important to be able to communicate after your laptop falls off the table and as well as before. So I hope the future is that we'll unify into a few common standards for software as well as hardware. I'd like it to be as free, as open, and most importantly, as pervasive as the TCPIP protocol stacks are now. I'd encourage everyone to work with digital communications, take part in experimentation, debate, find a local club that has uh, groups to help mentor, and uh, try to pick up a few modes. You'll be surprised uh, how much fun and how little effort it actually is. Any questions or comments before we proceed, please call now with your call sign. This is K6OZY Net Control.
Go sign up for practical hands-on experience in public service events with the Maricopa County Emergency Communications Group at www.mcecg.net. While you're there, click on the AZ HamServe button on the front page and sign up for the AZ HamServe email group to receive bulletins and notices about the net and other public service topics. Thank you to all net stations for participating this evening. All stations are free to stand down and secure. Thanks to the Arizona Repeater Association for letting us use these repeaters. Also, thanks for the General Amateur Radio community for cooperating with the net. And thank you, Rick, for giving me a hand tonight. We meet again on these repeaters next Monday night at 9 o'clock. Uh, does anybody know the topic? Excel spreadsheet open, so I have it here. It is end of public service season, and Rich KB7YEB will be our net control. Uh, we will need an alternate net control station for next week, and you've seen what this entails. If you think you may be interested, contact one of the net managers or net control for next week. Uh, again, that was uh, Rich uh, uh, KB7YEB, and let them know you're interested, or be ready to volunteer where, when alternate net control is recruited at the beginning of next week's net. Uh, so this is net control, closing the Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa, and returning these frequencies and auto patch to general amateur use. Good night. This is K6OZY.